back to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I am your host, Courtney Weaver. I am also the director at WellWVU here at West Virginia University. And joining me today is Taylor Allen. She's an advanced practicum student at the Crew Center. She's a friend of the podcast because she's been on it before, but we ha- we're having her back because she's got more to say. So Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, just phenomenal. So why don't you tell us, uh, before we dive into our topic of music and mental health, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about your role here at the university? Yeah, so I'm a fourth year in the counseling psychology doctoral program at WVU, and I've been at Carruth for two and a half, almost three years as an advanced practicum student. And so I see clients for individual therapy, group therapy, and yeah, I've I've been there for for quite a bit of time and and I I love every second of it. So that's, that's primarily my role at the university. Great. And we also, I guess we should note, we might have a special third guest with us if we hear your puppy in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, hopefully he seems to be passed out right now, but you never know if if someone's dog walks by, he may chime in. (laughs) It's going to perk up. All right. So let's let's dive in. We're going to talk about music and mental health. So a lot of folks probably listen to music because it's entertaining. They like the beats. They like the lyrics. They like all sorts of things. But what are some of the other benefits to listening to music? beyond it being entertaining. Yeah, so one of the biggest things that that I've, you know, just from looking into research and everything, it can really improve cognitive performance. So one thing I know a lot of students that I work with like to listen to music while they're studying, which research does suggest that that can be helpful in, you know, performance, whether that's for for studying, for writing papers, you know, whatever that might be, and focusing more so on college students, because that's what we're aimed at here, but being able to have that music on in the background. And so one thing they talk about a lot is like also making sure that it's not lyrically dense music. I know that sometimes, you know, I've even caught myself if I'm listening to music and I'm writing an email and I start typing the lyrics, you know, of the song into the email. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not what I'm supposed to be writing. Like, I'm not supposed to email you the score of Hamilton. I'm sorry about that. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, if I start typing NSYNC lyrics, I'm sorry. But making sure that you are listening to music that's like a little more maybe instrumental versus lyrically dense. But there's a lot of research that shows that that instrumental music can really improve cognitive performance. So using that when you're studying, when you're writing papers. Yeah. And so that can really be beneficial. And and one thing that I actually like if people don't like, I always suggest this if people don't like the typical classical music, because I've gotten that feedback before. Um, I don't like instrumental music. They have on YouTube, if you Google lo-fi study music, they have just all these different YouTube mixes of instrumental music that you can just listen to while you're studying, which is a really cool resource that I've been able to, to guide for students and things like that. Well, I know like for me personally, when I am at work and when I found when I was a student, like I could never listen to music with words and I I enjoy classical music, but actually what I do now is I have a mix on Spotify that's my work mix that's all instrumental movie soundtracks, but also 
I have several just like Disney theme park ride music in there. So like Soren and uh, Spaceship Earth. And it also makes me like yearn to go to Disney World. But it's kind of soothing. Some of it has words like the Haunted Mansion will pop up, but they're very few and far between. So that's what I like to do. And my playlist, I think, is about eight hours long at this point. So it lasts the whole day. And then you don't get repeats, too, if you're putting it on shuffle either. Yep. Yeah. And that's something, you know, being able to do songs from like movie soundtracks or like the scores from different movies. One thing I do know is like if there's instrumental versions of songs that I know, mm-hmm. I I will still catch myself starting to sing with the, <laughs> with the song. So maybe ones that don't necessarily have words with them or if you don't know the words that well. But yeah, definitely being able to have like a study playlist or using those resources on YouTube to be able to do that. I know that's one thing that I absolutely love doing. And I know a lot of students that I've worked with absolutely love doing too, is being able to to kind of have, it's just that like white noise, that background noise, that there's something there while you're doing a pretty cognitively strenuous task. Yeah, that's for sure. And so, so it can help us focus and what else can music do? Yeah, so definitely can reduce stress. And I know probably people are thinking, well, yeah, obviously that that is something that I use music for. But there's a lot of research to show that people who listen to music after a really stressful event, they tend to recover more quickly from that stressful event. And so it can also, I really like to use music if people do have a hard time, let's say if you're suffering from a little bit of anxiety or you've just had a really stressful week and it's hard to bring down your heart rate or it's hard to kind of take your mind off of whatever it is that's causing you stress, it's really beneficial to be able to have music to go to. So it's something that you're actively listening to. So it's distracting you from what's going on inside your head. But it can also, especially if you're listening to songs that are a bit, a little more, have like a, a slower beat or are a little more calm, you can actually start to like count out your breathing with the beat of the song. And that's something I really like to do with some of the, the students that I work with is being able to have a song that already they have a connection to that they're liking that that can really help reduce that stress in that moment and be able to help focus on something to help count out your breathing. Wow. And now what about like stress eating or eating when we're bored? Like, is that something that music can help with too? Yeah. And so when people tend to have, you know, some people don't have a great relationship with food or it can be a really stressful thing to to kind of sit down and eat. Or if you're noticing that there's maybe some like stress eating going on, if there's a lot of things happening in your life and and that's something you tend to do to cope, music can really help bring awareness to some of those hunger and fullness cues. So being able to use music to help kind of bring you back into that present moment and be able to, you know, one, reduce some of that stress if eating is a stressful thing for you, but also being able to distract you if stress eating is something that you're using to cope. Okay. So it can help with maybe more intuitive eating practices. Yes. Like watching television would. Yes, exactly. I think especially being able to listen to music and really attend to 
just some of even just the details of the music can be a little more mindful than watching TV while you're eating. Mm-hmm. All right. So can you tell us a little bit more about how music can improve your memory? Yeah. And so it can really, and I know I touched on this a little bit before, but it can depend on the type of music. Mm -hmm. So a lot of research says if you're listening to music that doesn't have lyrics and sometimes is a little bit more slow and has a little like a, a slower tempo throughout the song that that can really help improve memory while you're studying or, you know, whatever it is that you're you're needing to, to recall memory as well. But there's also some caveats of if someone is very musically trained and that's, you know, you have classical guitarists or someone who's studying classical piano, who's majoring in these things, that actually might be a little more distracting. Mm-hmm. So that could maybe not improve memory as much because they are trained to pick up on these things and the details of the songs that you know, for instance, I would not pick up on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, I loved playing the piano when I was a kid, but by no means am I going to be picking up on some of the the things in the music that they might. That's true. I also played piano. And actually, interestingly enough, that's, I have very few regrets in my life. And one of them is that I stopped playing piano and stopped taking lessons. Me too. I regret that till this day. Um, You know, I know that was something I started when I was younger and I know my parents gave me the option of choosing figure skating or piano and I chose figure skating. So (laughs) till this day, I still regret that I didn't continue on with piano. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's never too late. I know they say like you can't take up piano at a late age, but I'm going to defy that for sure. Once I, you know, have a place where I can have a piano, I'm going to do it. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. And now there are some interesting things that like music can help that we might not even think about, like when it comes to pain management or sleeping better, or even like improving endurance and performance when you're working out. So could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. And so as far as with pain management, there's quite a bit of research and this isn't an area that I was really familiar with prior to, to kind of doing some research before coming onto the podcast. But I, I found this study that showed that patients with fibromyalgia, actually, they went through a four, a four week period of listening to music for at least an hour a day. And at the end of that one month period, they noted that they had you know, they had lower pain scores, but they also had lower symptoms of depression. And so it was pretty interesting to, to be able to, to realize that incorporating music on a daily basis can one, if you're having chronic pain can help manage some of that. I can't take it all away, but it can definitely help as far as the intensity of some of that pain. Also, it can really help with helping you sleep better. So that's another one where the instrumental music is is definitely up there as far as being more beneficial for sleep. There was a study that showed there was a control group, so they didn't have anything. They were just going to sleep like they normally would. One group listened to an audio book to fall asleep and the other group listened to classical music. And so the group that had classical music actually had better, better quality of sleep throughout the night. And so that's really interesting, especially because I know quite a few students, you know, that I've worked with over the years have a lot of issues falling asleep. There's a lot of stress for college. There's a lot of 
late night study sessions. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of things that can really prevent sleep or, you know, especially if someone's in a dorm and they have a roommate that snores, being able to listen to music can help with that as well. I know that's, that's also personally something that I used to do, but I know other people have done that as well. <laughs> oh gosh. And what about this like fact that it might be able to help endurance and performance when you're working out? That's interesting as well. So that's something that, you know, research shows that that's beneficial as well as far as if you're listening to music while you're exercising, typically more upbeat music, music also that you enjoy listening to as well. But that can enhance performance in really just across sports, across just endurance, you know, whether that's like weightlifting or whether that's running or cardio, whatever that is, it shows that there's more motivation, but also increased performance as well. And I know growing up as an athlete and then also, you know, enjoying working out as an adult and I do CrossFit. So I know that I just anecdotally, I have better workouts when I have good music on and it's music that I like and it's upbeat. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) My old coworker, he was a group fitness instructor in addition to being a health educator. And he made me an entire like running playlist that was just Miami club music. And it's, it's just a lot of techno, but it really does like make you move your feet. And I also like imagine that I'm in a like fight scene in a movie or something like that. It's just like, like amps you up. (laughs) Definitely does. It definitely does. And then to round out the sort of benefits of listening to music. So, but music can also help improve mood and then reduce symptoms of depression. So what's the research behind all of that? Yeah. So a lot of research shows that with listening to music, if you're listening to more beat or positive music, as far as, you know, even just lyrically more positive music, that can sh- that can lead to improving your mood over time. It can also, you know, like we had talked about before with kind of recovering from those stressors, listening to music that is maybe not necessarily opposite, but if you're feeling kind of down, listening to more upbeat, positive music can really be beneficial in improving your mood. You know, also there's a lot of research using music therapy to treat depression in individuals with dementia who have experienced a stroke or who have Parkinson's disease. So being able to, to incorporate music in, you know, their treatment as well. And one thing I remember I remember seeing a video, I I think it was on YouTube, and there was this woman who had dementia and she was a ballerina when she was younger. And they played a song that she had danced to frequently. I forgot what the name of the song was, but one, she started, you know, she was a bit older, so she, but she started doing the movements with her arms from, you know, from when she was younger. And so one that shows like the memory that it triggers with me that it can really trigger different memories for people, but also it can, it can lead to some improvements in mood and depression. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, so we talked about the benefits of music, but it's also true that different genres of music can have different effects. So let's talk a little bit more about that because if, if you're like me and you really only listen to one type of music or 
you swear off a genre entirely. Sorry, country music. I just can't do it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, ooh, some Blake Shelton. I do like the Dixie Chicks. But anyway, um, but we might be missing out if we do that. So enlighten me, Taylor. What if, what am I missing? Well, I do have to tell you, I was the exact same way about country music before moving to West Virginia. And it's definitely not something that's in my rotation a lot, but I do have more of appreciation for it. So I think I, I, I'm with you there, though. I had prior to moving here about four years ago, I had sworn off country music. You couldn't, you couldn't convince me. And so, so now being here and also having some of that knowledge of how the different genres can impact us has opened my eyes a bit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so, so to start out with, like, as far as jazz music, this can be really relaxing. I know I've had some people say, well, isn't that just elevator music? And, you know, and if you've ever... Canera, that's what it is. And if you've ever seen um, the movie La La Land, I know the main character, Ryan Gosling, would say otherwise if anyone ever said that. But it can, you know, having that down-tempo music can really cause the brain to sync up with the beat and can cause alpha brain waves, which are, you know, are very present when we're awake, but they're relaxed. So the alpha brain waves will be more like tend to be more relaxed when listening to jazz music. And so listening to smooth jazz, like nature sounds, anything like that can be pr very soothing. And I know there's an app called sleep cycle that actually has different music that you can listen to while you're sleeping. And so it'll play it for however long you set it for 30 minutes to an hour until you fall asleep. And they have a lot of jazz music on there. And so combined with nature sounds. And so that's something that can help relax you enough if specifically if falling asleep is something that is an issue or like trying to shut off your brain from the stress of the day can be really difficult for some people. And so being able to listen to that jazz music or, you know, have those sounds on while you're going to sleep can be really beneficial. So one of the big things about jazz music is that it can be really relaxing. Mm, okay. um, what about metal? <laughs> so I will admit I am biased because I absolutely love metal, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel like when I tell people that they they're always just a little bit shocked. Um, I like it. I like it. <laughs> but, but this one, I, I really liked some of the the research behind listening to metal music growing up. And so and I will admit I am biased with that. You know, it's it can be good for your sense of self. So studies have shown that people who identify as heavy metal fans in their youth actually grew up to have a strong sense of identity and a knack for community development and were less likely to live with regrets, which I thought was really interesting. I also, you know, just in working with students over the years, it can be a really good way to get out some anger, especially if you can connect with some of the lyrics. And that's another one that can be really motivating for, for exercise performance. That's Definitely. true. <laughs> I, don't know if I listen to metal. I think probably the heaviest rock band I listened to in my youth was Limp Biscuit. Oh man, that takes me <laughs> back. Mostly I was a ska fan, so I don't know what that says. Yeah. About 
that wasn't one of the genres on here, unfortunately. Oh no! What am I? I'm gonna wander the earth, just not knowing. That's okay. So we, I know we talked a lot about classical music, but the article that you that we've been like talking about got this information from mentioned something quite interesting when it was associated with classical yeah. music. Yeah. And so there was a study in London that actually found, and, you know, I don't know if this is so much causation, but there was an association with crime prevention. So in some of the, a few dozen train stations in London, they started playing classical music over the speakers. And after a period of 18 months, crime was down significantly, which I thought was really interesting. You know, I'm not sure if it was the class, I mean, I would hope that it was the classical music, but I, I think that's that's a really interesting thing. You know, we've talked a lot about the benefits of classical music, but, you know, before reading that article, I don't know that I would have put crime prevention on there. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a cool little factoid. And again, you know, correlation doesn't equal causation, but <laughs> it's still interesting to think about. <laughs> so. it's, a very, it's a very interesting study. You know, that's one thing I'd like to read. I'd like to find the actual like article from that one yeah. uh, to be able to, to see exactly how that, how that went down. <laughs> All right. So what about rap? So, I guess that might be on the opposite end of the spectrum from classical, but what about rap music? <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of studies have shown that that helps with fighting against depression. A lot of rap and hip hop songs, you know, tell the tell a story of someone beating the odds or overcoming obstacles, and you know these those narratives and the lyrics can can be something that people can really gravitate towards and identify with, and you know that can really foster a sense of someone understands what I'm going through or someone, you know, I'm, I don't feel as isolated. And I know, you know, I just, my own personal experience, I know like certain metal and rock songs, like if you listen to the lyrics, there's that same component there Mm -hmm. as far as being able to really, really identify with the lyrics of songs and being able to, whether it's the meaning that the, you know, the songwriter intended, or if it's the meaning that you're taking from the lyrics that apply to your own life, that can really help someone feel less isolated and have this feeling of someone out there understands what I'm going through. And that can really help with improving mood and reducing symptoms of depression. Awesome. And now this is a, well, popular one because it's pop music. The Jonas Brothers helped me with, what could they do? (laughs) (laughs) so they may actually give you an extra boost of endurance during your workout you know as far as you know that upbeat music being able to to kind of you know also just improve your mood in general a lot of the lyrics are more upbeat you know just the songs are more upbeat and kind of have you i know sometimes even though this isn't my necessarily preferred genre i know whenever this is on whether i'm out or if it comes up on my spotify i'm like okay i'm feeling kind of good and i'm and i'm bopping along to it so (laughs) you know it's also you know as far as the physical performance and endurance that's definitely one of the main benefits for pop music Right. And always good for a road trip to belt your lungs out in your car. Uh, Now, finally, not my favorite genre, but country music. What can what benefits do does country music have? Yeah. So one of the things I, I know there actually isn't a lot of research on some of the specific benefits for country music, but 
I know just anecdotally speaking with people who are fans of country music, since I am not the big fan, it's the lyrics. That's another genre of music where the lyrics really connect with people mm-hmm. and, you know, can really bring out different emotions lyrically, but also just, you know, the intricacies of some of the guitar work that goes into country music. And I I know a lot of people really resonate with some of the singers for country music. So feeling like they understand what I'm going through or they, you know, they've grown up like I have. And a lot of the songs can be more upbeat as well. And so that's, you know, bringing some joy in your life or improving your mood quite a bit as far as being able to, to resonate with the singer or with the song that's, that's being played. Yeah. I still don't know if I'll start listening to it, but it's okay. Um, okay. So we've talked a lot about listening to music. Now let's talk about playing a musical instrument. So we both mentioned, we both played piano growing up. I also played the French horn cause I'm a big winner. So what are some of the benefits? Are they similar benefits to listening to music or different ones, more enhanced? Yeah. So one of, one of the first things that, that a lot of research shows is that there's, you know, some better communication skills associated with learning an instrument. And so where that comes from is pre COVID people would sometimes take music classes together, whether that's, you know, you're in band at school, whether that's, you're taking an adult guitar class, you know, whatever, you know, there's a lot of, you know, avenues for group lessons when you're thinking about music. And so they showed that there's a lot of social involvement when you're learning a new instrument. And so there was one specific study with with veterans that showed that it can, you know, being able to learn a new instrument distracted them enough from some of their symptoms of PTSD. And they were able to kind of break down that barrier because they were doing something else. They were learning a new skill. They were learning guitar. And they were able to talk about some of their experiences with some of the other veterans. And so it, it fostered that communicate those communication skills and breaking down some of those barriers that we might have in, in some of that social interaction. Oh, wow. And so what about, I mean, along those same lines, what about improving our communication about emotions or just like releasing those emotions? Does it have that benefit too? For sure. You know, it can be really difficult to talk about and verbalize how we're feeling. Sometimes it can even be hard to name what we're feeling and and not even being really sure of what it is that we're feeling. And so one thing that I've actually liked to do with clients who are more musically inclined is to talk about how, like what they're feeling, what does it sound like? And so talking about that with them, whether it's them composing something themselves or being able to identify a song with what they're feeling. Because sometimes it's easier to say, you know, these lyrics really describe how I'm feeling if I can't verbalize that myself. Or, you know, the the beat of this song or the tempo of this song is really resonates with how I'm feeling right now. And it can be a really, really great way to express how you're feeling if it's kind of difficult to verbalize that. Mm-hmm. And well, like again, along those same lines, that could also lead to like decreased feelings of anxiety or agitation, right? Yeah, definitely. If so, so if you're able to express yourself through music, if you're, you know, gonna, 
you know, if you decide to compose something or if you decide to learn a new song or whatever it is, that can release anxiety and that can reduce stress. And also, you know, sometimes just screaming to a heavy metal song can make you feel less agitated afterwards. <laughs> right. Or, you know, like really working it out on a drum set also yeah. could really help you. <laughs> Definitely. I've known some people who have actually had a really tough day and have broken part of their drum kit because they were just getting really into it. Um, and so, but they felt so much better. I mean, it was unfortunate that that had broken, but they felt so much better afterwards. I don't think I ever got that cathartic of a release with my French horn. I think there's only so much you could do. <laughs> Yeah. Not like, quite as intense. <laughs> right. Like I would, I might pass out because trying to like blow too much air into a, the small mouthpiece. So, <laughs> but also, I mean, playing music and learning like to read music and to play an instrument, that is a really great workout for your brain, wouldn't you say? Definitely. So I actually, I listen to Brene Brown's podcast a lot. I believe it's called Unlocking Us, but she... And this was something she only mentioned briefly in one of her podcasts. So it wasn't like a full-blown topic that she had done, but she had talked about how learning a new skill, whatever it is, really helps cognitive performance. And so, you know, specifically with learning how to play an instrument or continuing to play an instrument, that's a workout for the brain. And so, you know, as we age, we experience, you know, deficits in functioning or losses of functioning. And whether that's with cognition or memory and motor control even. And so learning how to play a mute, an instrument or continuing to play an instrument can really, can really help it's like, there's this principle of like, you use it or you lose it. Mm -hmm. And so it helps with continuing that cognitive functioning and that motor control as well. But one thing she had said was just talking about constantly trying to challenge yourself, constantly trying something new. And it doesn't have to be this big task, you know, just a new skill or, you know, whether that's trying to journal every day, whatever it is. But one thing I remember after I had listened to that podcast, I actually, for the holidays, I've been wanting to learn how to play the ukulele. And so I ended up getting that for over the holidays and from, from my partner. And I have started teaching myself how to play the ukulele. It's, it's slow going, mm -hmm. but it's definitely something that, you know, helps, helps with feeling a sense of accomplishment it helps, you know, I feel more just kind of clear after like mentally clear after I've focused on that for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, definitely a stress relief as well, trying to sit there for maybe 30 minutes a day, trying to, to learn a new skill and to learn how to play the ukulele. So, well, I think what I've taken from our conversation today is that I need to go ahead and buy the banjo that I've been wanting to buy, teach myself to play it, and then we can start a band, a bluegrass <laughs> band. We will definitely start a band. <laughs> you know, I was wanting to get a piano, but I was like, that's not going to fit in my apartment. And then, yeah. you know, the noise level, I was like, I don't want to upset anyone so ukulele is good and then we can just start a band and, and it's so compact the ukulele a banjo is a little bit bigger but still not as big as a guitar much smaller than a full-size piano 
Definitely. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking we could do it and it will be like health and wellness night at some like open mic. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Although I don't know if we'd be playing country music. <laughs> well, maybe bluegrass. I don't know. Bluegrass. I, I like that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for talking. And this is a, a great conversation. And to our listeners, thank you all so much for listening. And we will catch you all next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays.